Today, we're going to be talking about the perception of modern men versus the perception of modern women. Mm. Um, so we look forward to conversing about this topic. Please like, comment, and subscribe. All right. So what I want to go around talking about is, um, let's start with Kat. What is your perception of a modern day man? And then perhaps juxtapose. Ooh, that's a good word. Juxtapose that to uh, a, a man that existed maybe a hundred years ago or 50 years ago. Mm. All right, let's go, Texas. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that, that's, I feel like you just saying that brings up a good point too. Like it kind of depends where you are in the world mm -hmm. as to what's going to define that. We're in California, which is very different <laughs> than <laughs> Texas. There aren't quite as many men here that are going to be doing manual labor it's more uh blue collar jobs blue collar you just defended yeah. a massive portion of the hispanic population um uh, well that's true i guess just what i see here because i'm obviously in the business field but i think if you compare population size then that my point will be made with texas <laughs> yeah that's true. like i had to move because there's literally no jobs other than like fast food or Manual labor. Building pens or something you have like a, that. Do you have a, a really good friend of yours who is yeah. laying? My best friend still builds fences. She is a flight attendant, so she'll drive three hours oh to go gosh. to DFW and work three, four days a week. And then on her days off, she builds fence. Can you describe mm -hmm. what that is just really briefly for those who probably have no clue what that even means? For cattle? What is um, she actually doing? It's fucking hilarious. I did this as a kid, and I'm like, fuck, it's, it's, it's labor. It's hard labor. Digging holes, driving posts driving posts. wiring barbed wire yeah. and they don't typically have like a big machine that does it like you're literally like <laughs> yeah um Maybe, so why yeah, is manual labor seems like it's not a thing in cali there's a lot of manual labor in, in here it just doesn't seem like it well yeah like we're just we're an ag state so my father-in-law is very into manual labor every time i go to his house with my wife like we do something like manually man uh related to manual labor like for the entire day like he'll like literally take me out for an entire day and i'll be like what the f like what does he I, I do, do is he retired or he owns like he owns like uh a bunch of houses so like okay. we go and like we do like um just fix like grass and mm -hmm. like fix certain things within the houses like painting and stuff like that and every yeah. time i go there he's like all right we're gonna go we go to home depot and i'm like oh fuck here we go again <laughs> like but yeah i mean he's like uh a manly man and then every time like he's a manly man yeah there's always there's always like a comparison like dude my dad does this he's like a he's like very you know rugged and stuff mm -hmm. and he's like 74 which is crazy mm -hmm. but do you think there's something to that yeah just like oh, yeah. Kat yeah. said um it depends where you are in the world yeah what you think or what your perception of a manly man or modern man is mm -hmm. um also who you hang out with who you were raised by my family is just like that. My grandfather is still working out wherever he wants to go and fix yeah. things. And my dad does the same and my boyfriend does the same. So I think it's who you surround yourself with is what your perception is. So for you, it's weird that you're like, oh, they spend, you know, their weekends or when I go over, I want to just like hang out yeah. and they're doing something manually intensive. For me, it's like, that's normal. You know, when I buy a house, mm. I'm going to expect, you know, my dad's going to want to come over and fix things like he does with <laughs> my sister's house. Yes. That's so awesome. I think yeah. it, it kind of depends who you spend your time with. Right. To like your perception of what a ma modern man is.
but in, yeah. in California, the image a hundred percent it's Hollywood, right? Not Wall yes. Street, yes. and I, it, that drives me nuts on so many levels. I think manual labor is a very honorable, um, absolutely, hundred um, percent, just an honorable way to make a living. And especially for men, it's 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 hard work, but it, I think it's one of the potentially one of the ways of rite of passage into to manhood. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, we have this image in California that you know that's not being a man which is why i was like no fuck no i think the opposite is true hollywood is not fucking a man <laughs> where you're yeah. you're you know you look the part but you aren't the part mm-hmm. so well, i grew I up I, I grew up doing manual labor bailing hay picking picking agriculture uh laying fence so like i have a lot of respect for the uh that particular profession or career here here's like a point of contention uh with fresh and fit so we're gonna pull pull up a video soon but like a lot of the girls that go on the podcast, they ask for a guy who makes a hundred thousand plus a year. Yeah, which is totally. Where fine. are they located? Miami. My, but they're all over for, from all over. This is a common sentiment. Like, hey, we want a guy above six feet tall, makes above a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a very common sentiment. And uh, and <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like these these manual labor guys, they don't make a hundred thousand. They make like. 40,000, 50,000, no. a lot of them. Um, lot hold of them. on. I, no. my entire, I, I can speak to it because I have linemen that are my best friends. I have my boyfriend's an operator. They all make six figures. Okay. Yeah. All of them. Mm-hmm. And where it comes from though, is that people don't understand a lot of it's overtime. Linemen make a shit ton of money because a lot of it's all emergency work. They're working yep. 24 hours. So that they all make six figures. Unless you're a laborer in uh-huh. a maybe private company, you might be making less than that. Um, but once you get into like the real hard work of operating electricity, um, linemen, any of that stuff. Like linemen as in you go up like line poles. Pole, poles. Yes. Okay. Or crane operator, um, all of those, especially crane operators, elevator electrician or elevator um, operators, they make the most. Can in... we look this up? Yep. Let's yeah. And my, in my, my, one of my brothers uh, has been, he's worked in nuke facilities forever doing, he doesn't do manual labor now, but he, he they, like a foreman. Yeah. And he a makes, lot of it. he makes so much money. Uh, he, 42, the average salary for construction worker in California. It's 45,521. Okay. 42, but I can tell you from literally looking at paychecks and yeah. the, but but are you are you looking at the exception and not the rule? Because the average it says the I have average, some that are in private, exception. some are in union, um, and they all make really good money. You just don't see it and you don't think of it because they're not in suits, mm-hmm. they're in boots and dirty jeans. And so you just don't think hard that hats. they make that money and hard hats. Like <laughs> these guys make good money. Where, where did we where did we create the association that that isn't profitable? Like that's confusing to it's, me. It's, and and it's, it's on, it's I, on I, if I was a if there was a way to invest in stock in this right now, maybe there is a way I'm just not thinking about it. I would be investing in tradesmen. Yeah. Because okay. they're it's a lost art. Yeah. Like it's it's you know, and like I was saying my brother James Look up um operator, construction worker, operator, look up lineman. If you just say construction worker, I mean Operator, mm-hmm. job salary, and I like bet you, I bet you, they're only going to get paid more and more because sixty-two thousand. It's, it's work that it makes me think of that. That is the average story from the conference of um, like somebody man. that worked over the summer oh, on a garbage man. truck, yeah. and I don't even know how long ago that was, but it was so like, like twenty-four dollars yeah. an hour or something like back that then. back like 15, 20 years ago. 
yep. people are going to get paid more for doing stuff that others don't want to do. Yeah, there's we teach this here as a practice. You're going to get rich doing one of two things, things that people can't do or people things that people oh. won't do. Uh -huh. um, yep. Yep. Um, so, OK, I, I don't know that that's the perception out there. And um, so the the. the 7% of the U.S. population of men, so 10% altogether make 100,000 plus. 7% of men make 100,000 plus. So 7% of men. So I don't know if they, if you're, you, what you may be saying is true, but there's a lot of men out there that do manual labor jobs that don't make that amount. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these girls, one of the points of contention was a lot of these girls would reject a very manly person because yeah. he's not but making hundred and a guy in Hollywood could be making half a million a year and they're going to go well, for the guy in Hollywood. I don't know why to, the fuck they think to, anybody in Hollywood wait, would be. Oh yeah. Hold on. Hold on. To be fair. You just said 7% of all men uh, are making over a hundred thousand. That would tell you that solidly the majority of men, regardless of their profession are not making that amount of money. Yes. So you could just as easily say, but, the point, but the point is like, cause you're adding a very masculine role, right? And or you're saying, so you're saying, it, that manual labor generally would be perceived as a more masculine man, but that doesn't seem to help them get. It, it doesn't seem to. It doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't seem to attract to the women. Win, the women <laughs> on this podcast, particular podcast. Yeah, I was going to say qualify with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. There's a lot of women so who are. There's like to hundreds. That. There's a hundreds of them. Especially right? if you go to the Midwest, go yeah. to the middle of the country. But there's there's there was a hunt. There's hundreds of them that would just screen out the, the most masculine men in our society because they're not making a certain amount, and they'll go for the guy that. That like making five hundred thousand dollars in Hollywood, yeah, but that's um, like you is point zero zero one percent of people are making that amount of money, right. and the chances that any one of those girls is going to be able to to get that guy's attention is close to nil. Right. So that's just that's but funny then, math then, to me. And most people in Hollywood no, no, are making not, peanuts. They're, they're, they're not making money. But that's they're not the even other thinking thing. like that. They're thinking that's the that's the guy I want. That's I'm not going to settle. And that, that that's a that's a very big problem because like those guys the, the, and they all settle. Attention. They all settle. Check in in their 30s. Mm -hmm. Just watch. They That's lower fun. their That's standards what... and settle. Yeah, I don't even know if they're lowering their standards. I think they have probably, they're fronting something that they really don't give a fuck about in the end. Just go check in with people in their 30s. Oh, you didn't marry the guy worth a half a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> we should you follow them. Hollywood actor? <laughs> Five years. Yeah. yeah. Just check in. Because that mathematically doesn't work out. You're talk, what you're qualifying is, is like less than a tenth of a percent of the entire population of the United States. But it's right? one thing saying I'm making $100,000 in California and $100,000 in <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. That's mm -hmm. fair too. You know, like they, you have even 500000 in California because that's not going to get you shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I'm, I, I asked where this, these girls are from because their <clears throat> perception is completely different. They're usually like 20 to 25 and they have this concept so in their head that it's like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sure there's a certain, vibe or demographic that's being attracted yeah. to these kinds of conversations and it's being propped up anyway I, I don't i would hesitate to think that they're speaking for the female population as a whole hmm. i i think they're they're like they've interviewed like hundreds of women on the podcast and literally it's like the same answers consistently across the board six feet tall hundred thousand dollars plus um well it that that, that shouldn't be surprising mm -hmm. right so you have a qualifier a right. minimum qualifier of what you think the ideal mate would be as as a woman men do the same thing they have the same right. bullshit stuff though like they give their own but, measurements and their own but would you say that men are more willing to to settle than women because i think they are like women have like a big list of like things that they want 
they're more willing to settle. I think men are more willing to settle than than women. Like they're w- more willing to like n- like um. I think they have a smaller list they of a, things. Yeah, but but the simpler. thing is like yes, yes. they're simple simpler. men, uh-huh. simple creatures, simple. right? Yeah. <laughs> so even like something that resonated with a lot of the uh, people on the podcast and was that don't don't go after this is what what was expressed don't go after a nine or a ten because they're going to be like it's hard to deal with they're going to be high maintenance (laughs) i'm not nine or ten girl or guy nine or ten girl (laughs) nine or ten girl that was like that was the thing that was said don't go after nine or ten girl because they're gonna be hard to deal with this is just based on um physical attraction yeah physical attraction (laughs) just physical attraction (laughs) yeah (laughs) so physical attraction because they're going to be hard to deal with and um, what do you think frank what do i think a nine or ten there you go what do you think? I think it depends. It's it's all it's all relative. Does Isaac have a mic? We should get Isaac. I hear what Come Isaac on. has to say. Get on the guy side. It's all, it's yeah. all relative. But like, do you think overall nine and ten looking women mm-hmm. are harder to deal with emotionally? I think if they're if depends on their culture, to be honest. Nah, it, it's 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 really simple. <laughs> There's nothing to do nah. with their rating and everything to do with where they find their security. So if the woman is fully aware that her leverage point is her Love beauty looks. and that's what she's leveraging to get attention, she's going to be an absolute nightmare to deal with. Yes. Agreed. So if this, that's all she has to offer. But that has nothing to do yeah. with the rating. I mean, I guess rating itself is subjective to what it is you fucking think is. But like uh, I, yeah. j- the, the what you just described, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go, wow, that's a nine or that's a 10. Right. Yeah, it, me either. To be to be fair, and I then want... and then physical beauty for me is so much about how naturally beautiful the person is, which in our culture seems to be weird too. You know what I mean? Like you gotta if you don't if you're if you're a nine or a ten, you'll get my attention. But if you have a bad attitude, if you're negative, I'm not gonna want to talk to you, let alone be around you. Like, I'm just not going to. In general, attraction is just so much more than your physical. It matters for sure. But it's way more than that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if there's a girl that's like just obnoxious and just overly, yeah, rude, obnoxious, and she's really hot, which I think some. Could you just stop talking? (laughs) There's some very attractive girls that guys will just put up with. Like, I don't know why, (laughs) but like they'll put up with disrespect. They'll put up with just rudeness in general. And why would they? Why would they put up with it? We do what we value most. And what they value most is beauty. They probably get their security out of having a piece of eye candy next to them wherever they go. And this is the saddest part about it. That's the saddest part about it is it it really isn't about the girl. It's about what they think they look like if they are got this hot-ass chick on their side. Right. And so they're willing to... Until they grow the fuck up. Boys will do that. No man does that. No, you grow the you grow the fuck up, and you're like, I don't want to fucking deal with this head case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell no. Exactly. Yeah. And I've dealt with girls like that. I'm like, fuck. Why did I get it? Yeah. Why did I get involved with this person? Like, why did he? What was? So the the only time I've ever been involved with a girl like that is if I had an, an impression initially that she was like super normal and nice, oh. and then normal. and then after a while, I was like, what the hell. There's one girl I I I was uh, talking to a while back, and everybody was like, "Dude, fucking stay the fuck away from her." And I was like, I had the I had like the the mindset like, no, I'm gonna make my own opinions of people. Yeah, I'm not gonna let other people influence. And I had like literally five people that came up to me and were like, "Dude, if you're talking to her, just get the 
fuck out. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I'm going to make my own opinions. And after a while, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I see what they're talking about. Because she would literally, like, she would cut me off completely. I don't want to talk to you ever again. Never fucking talk to me again. And then, like, three days later, she'd be like, hey, what's up? What are you doing? Like, what the fuck? Oh. This is strange. Mm. Um, and it was like an emotional roller coaster. And it made me feel like, holy shit, like, this is a lot of work, mm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, very, very, very pretty. And a lot of like she was getting attention everywhere she went, and everybody was like, "Don't, don't do it." But anyways, okay. So why don't we go back to uh, why don't we why don't we why don't you talk about what a modern man is, and then we'll go to Molly, and then we'll talk about what modern women are. Me and you, you and I. Um, I mean, I think I kind you of <laughs> answered just like cat. Like it depends, it depends on-, on who I'm around, where I live. Um, so what I think of a modern man is different from what everybody else thinks of a modern what, man. What do you think? Yeah. But I, I mean, bet you there's characteristics that apply no matter what. They're fairly yeah, timeless. Like, right. I don't. I, I didn't really get to finish the point that oh, yeah, I was ahead. trying to make um, in the first place. But when you look back on time, like the man's role was typically around strength, protection, mm-hmm. providing, and that's not quite the case now i think that there still is an aspect of like that being the expectation that they are um the provider although that is starting to change but it's it's less of like that masculine Mm -hmm. aspect if that makes sense so why do you think think that is just i think how easily we have access to things and how like technology and times have changed, there isn't as big of a need for like it. It literally makes me think of Little House on the Prairie, like yeah. reading those books growing mm. up, and or they're like traveling from city to city so he can find work, so he can provide for his family, so they can have safety, and like fighting off wolves and bears and mm. like all of this shit, like not knowing how you're gonna make it through the winter if you don't have a way to build a fire. Like we don't have to worry about those same things anymore because right. of how much our society, especially in America, has evolved. Mm-hmm. And so men don't have to be that. And, and evolved, I don't even know if evolved is the right word, but I think to, to kind of Well, we have homes with insulation now. Yeah. <laughs> succinctly, succinctly just our survival in first world countries yeah. isn't in question every fucking day. Right now, right. Mm-hmm. which and is then, the, the scary thing is if we evolve to a point where we no longer celebrate the masculine or think it's important mm-hmm. and then it's suddenly needed, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be in big fucking trouble. Well, and then, by the way, there are other countries who do not think this way, who would like to, you know, exert their influence on the world. So yeah. that's a fascinating thing. If you maybe even go to times beyond that and you're thinking of tribes, for example, too, it was... There was generally what seemed to be like a handful of men out of the entire population, which were the ones that were picked and chosen the because they were um, like the best of the best. And you're trying to mm-hmm. create okay. more of that. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. but when your survival isn't in question every single day in the way that we were traditionally think, which in many ways is both a testament and an indictment on our culture. Um, then suddenly you deprioritize things that would be really important. But it, it wasn't that long ago that those traits were very important. Mm-hmm. Right? World War II was not that long ago relative to the, the Earth's history. And but, that would have been, think about today's generation having to fight 
in a war like that. I don't know if I want to. I'm not really interested in this. Maybe we could just all learn how to speak German. That seems good, right? They seem like their ideals are okay. Great thing to put on my resume. That would bilingual in modern day. That would probably be an actual conversation. Oh, for sure. War is yeah. a choice. Yeah, we, we guys, war is a choice. This. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I think I'd probably go grab a gun and hit the front line before. A lot of guys. <laughs> all it takes for evil to prepare, uh, prevail is for, for good, good men, men to do, do nothing. nothing. Yeah. So, Dre, you were saying, um, like, obviously, your perspective is a little bit different. Yeah, but then I kind of think, like, overall, if we're thinking, like, 50 years ago or, like, Mad Men situation, (laughs) um, (laughs) it was more like the women, you say nothing, you stay home, you are Mm -hmm. ready for when your husband comes home and you have the food ready and whatever, and he's kind of, like, supposed to be the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what you think. What he says is how it should go right. when you were in a public setting and, you know, women had some kind of level of education where they wanted to kind of give your, their two cents. It was like, shut up. No, like you don't know what you're talking about. And it was all about the men. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, OK, we're kind of giving we'll women more of a voice. Not that mm-hmm. there hasn't been, but just that everyone sees education in the same light. Like if Kat were to tell Sab something that she learned, it's not like Sab is going to be like, mm, I don't think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you listen to each other now, I guess. I don't know if that really is the modern. Yeah. I the modern so. man. It's just, well, I, I feel like that that's even women... going into modern relationships right. too. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just one sided. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I think there is obviously a lack of manual labor and the manly men, unless you're in Bozeman, Montana, but um, I don't know. But I think, yeah, there, there's there's a, the, the concept of having equal footing, but mm-hmm. that there's also the concept of feminism trying, well, some feminists trying to exert power over men. Well, there's which a which the principle crazy. at work there is yeah. when you which react to error, yeah. you only cause more error. Right. So that as a whole, that is a reaction to overcompensation on one side, which inevitably will create an overcompensation to the other side. It has no other that's true path. That's which a I think is happening. Rule. If if we if we're paying attention, that's what's happening online right now. Is there's a lot of like, I would say, extreme views on the male side that are being propagated online currently. The best thing you can do then as a male is to not overreact to that, but show up in divine masculinity with empathy and compassion for where that message and energy is coming from so that you don't feed it, right? If you feed the fire, it'll continue to go. Right. And that's really the role of the masculine to fucking be the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yo, let's... So so let me bring up a really uh, a good point. So you mentioned Yellowstone, right? This The show Yellowstone. In that show, has everyone watched at least one episode? Yes. No. Yes. Okay. So in that in that show, no. one of one of the characters, um, no. I, I think most of the characters that are on the ranch are not like rich dudes, or they're not. They don't have a lot they're of money. Chance. <laughs> they don't have a lot of money. Do you think? Why Cal- do you California think women? Because they're on a ranch and they're not selling shit, which is what they initially talked on about ra- on the I mean, first episode. I was say ranch they're, 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 they're cattle ranch. They're a, they're a cattle ranch, but one of the conversations in the first episode was are you going to sell shit because you could make a ton of money and he was like no we're not going to sell anything so th- which gives me the impression that like there's he's not making money by choice he could make a ton of money by choice mm-hmm. but would you think that women in california mm-hmm. or miami mm-hmm. or new york for mm-hmm. example would be like 
those are ultra masculine men. Buckle bunnies. Yeah. Ultra masculine men, right? Do you think they'd be like, ah, he's not making enough? And they, they would like literally pass that guy up because again depends where you mm-hmm. live um right. if you live in hollywood la you probably would say yeah those are manly men but i'm not into it um which is sad i think it's very sad um uh, but why do you think it's sad because they're they represent masculine men mm-hmm. and they have the potential to literally do anything mm-hmm. but because they're not looked at as like oh they don't make enough money they're being passed over for men that would probably not give some of these women that time of day like literally they're like like some of these some of these girls like on fresh and fit i'm i'm just using these obviously i think there's a certain demographic that they have on the show of women so i'm not extrapolating this to all women but w- what i think happens is these girls are like literally passing up like great men for them that would be great marriage material for men that wouldn't even look at them like th- th- on the second day of knowing them like literally so then so that's i think that's causing like a a void in the in the sexual let's say just put it this way sexual marketplace there's a void <laughs> of a bunch of qualified men mm-hmm. that are being overlooked because women they have this idea in hollywood some women not mm-hmm. all women have this idea of like i need a, a ultra rich guy and and what's propagating this as well is the fact that they're on social media and they're getting all this attention. Like if you're a girl on social media, you post one bikini pic, you're going to get like a hundred, a hundred messages to you. Like, Hey, I saw your bikini pic or whatever the case may be. There's going to be a hundred messages sent to you. And some of these guys, they're not like, they're the pursuers. They're not going to be getting messaged by women. So I think if there's, it's creating this void of like men that are overlooked for men that are probably not the best fit. Well, for and them. vice versa too. There's women that are overlooked and are worth so much more than mm-hmm. that girl in a bikini picture is. So I think that there's a misconception that it's all about the guy in your eyes, but it's also about the girls that are the women. It's both. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when you're talking about location in particular, like any girl in Hollywood is focused on fame and riches and getting Botox and injections and extensions and having like the newest, hottest purse, like they're not going to go after somebody that isn't going to be able to provide that for them. But that doesn't mean that that's a prime example. of. Oh yeah, of course. It's not a prime example of women. Agreed. And then if you're also taking the context of the show, like these guys, like this is their life. They're not is mm. focused on the money. A lot of them were given second chances in working here and they live there and have everything else provided for them and take care of them and it's community and they're like, but it's a lifestyle too. I think yeah. being a ranch hand is a lifestyle. It's not like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do this for, you know, two years, you know, save up some money and then like head out. It's no, you're a ranch hand. And there's even a guy that's been there for 40, 50 years. He's like, this is what you do. And then you go to the bar, pick up a chick Maybe have some sex and then do it again and go to work at five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's a lifestyle. And that's also if I had the lifestyle of like, I want to live out in Montana, then maybe I'd go and date someone like that. But right. girls in Hollywood don't have, don't want that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It looks like a dream, looks like a nice little vacation. W- would you say the opposite is true? Like guys in Hollywood. Yeah. I would, I would surmise that guys in Hollywood try to avoid girls in Hollywood. Like 
they don't want to go out with girls in Hollywood. In, in fact, if they met a girl from like the Midwest that came to Hollywood, they would prefer a relationship with that girl over somebody from Hollywood. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I know. We don't know. I don't feel like I can speak for the male population of Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Based off of tabloids, they all still date each other. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't really read the tabloids. Tab yeah. I, can't the tabloids. tabloids. I think but. it's just a, it's a different set of priorities of what's important. To, yeah. mm -hmm. And I, I don't I don't think really anything we're talking about is representative Modern. of the entire of course population, but maybe a subset of people who are still children haven't grown up yet. Right. Well, and it just takes me back to like sociology class. They had made this comment of like you're literally more likely to marry somebody that you've lived within like a five to ten mile radius mm -hmm. of than anything else. And I was like, no, that's bullshit. I'm like, nope, that totally makes sense because you are like raised and brought up a certain way and you have views. Yeah, certain views and um like beliefs and values that are shared. And whenever you uproot that and look somewhere else, you're like, oh, this is all like whack. Why do you like want or think this instead? Right. Yeah, I grew up in a small town and if social media is any way to keep track. It's it's amusing to me the people that got paired up later in life. In mm -hmm. some cases in school, they were in totally different circles. In some cases, I have firsthand knowledge that they were not, didn't like mm -hmm. each other, weren't attracted to each other, sometimes on the total opposite end of the spectrum in, in high school who are now married with children. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Just pay so attention funny. to social media. I'm like, what, you guys got married? What happened here? Uh, but there's something to that, right? There's a shared value or a shared experience in growing up in the same area that can very often um, be reassuring people. Yeah, but like I don't think I would ever – I mean obviously I'm in a happy, committed relationship. But if I were not, I would not be looking for a California guy. You, why, 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 why do you say that? Just explain this a little bit more. You would not be looking for a California guy? The uh, I think typical California guy. Yeah. Got it. What what about tip what about Californians? They don't like the outdoors. Well, no, you know what? Scratch that. They love they, the outdoors. Yeah, there but there are people. like what we're thinking right now, I think, because we were talking about Hollywood so much, that we think of like prissy guys. Like guys yeah, that don't want to go outside. More feminine. They don't want to help you with stuff. Or like or like this weird version. I don't like generalizing entire populations of people, but even in Orange County, it's very Wanting easy attention. for me to tell where somebody was born and raised in Orange County mm -hmm. by how they show up, really, by their energy, by the way they dress, too. by the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they move. It's obvious. So there's particular. <laughs> I'm not going to call any groups out, but there are particular exactly specifically cities <laughs> that I'm like, yeah. And you grew up in, there, in, and in you Orange grew County. up there. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. And then that's that's just a mm -hmm. subset of the population of the Los Angeles area. But Hollywood, in, you know, it's there's a bigger Southern California, especially there is a bigger emphasis emphasis put on the way you look than necessarily success or education. So one of the things I love about the East Coast, the East Coast, and there's downsides to both of these, to be sure. Neither one of them is necessarily better than the other. I just resonate more with if you talk to people on the East Coast, they're usually going to ask you questions about where you went to school and right. how much money you make, which has its own set of silliness to it that isn't the questions you're going to get asked here no. it's more who you know um and it's more like related to image than yeah results. it's like yeah that is fronting true. a lifestyle that you don't 
actually have. You're just doing it for the appearance. But yeah. I think the East Coast is more like college centric. Like, did you go to Harvard? Mm. Did you go to NYU? Did yeah, you yeah. go to all these places? Mm-hmm. It's a different set of priorities mm-hmm. when when trying to understand somebody, which I enjoy those conversations more than, you know, who do you know? Uh, and not that not knowing people is important, but the image part drives me nuts. And when I first moved here from the Pacific Northwest, I lived in a, a one bedroom apartment. Um, and the, my neighbor lived in the same apartment complex as me, was driving a $90,000 Mercedes. Right. I'm like, what? Like, I couldn't get my head around that coming from a small town in the Pacific Northwest. Like, why would you spend more on your car payment than you would in a house? Or like, yeah, you're like, it didn't make sense. Well, yeah. it's because image was important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're like, and in Seattle, for instance, you could sit at a bar, which I did many times next to a guy with jeans and a flannel and you get chatting and you, you, you know, you spark up a good conversation about something. And then somewhere in the conversation, it just kind of slips out that he's, you know, one of the founders of a company is worth $150 million. I mean, like there's no, nothing in him feels like he needs to explain that or like to front that he's something that's, that's masculine. That's yeah, me too. Yeah. Generally um, somebody that has money isn't flaunting that they do. Unless they're new money. New money that hasn't got it out of their system yet will, but generally people who don't find security in money and have a lot of success with money don't need to front it. I know a, a, a family friend who's a billionaire who drove, still drives a Ford 150. He has security detail now for another set of reasons, but still drives a Ford 150 that last I checked was from the late 1990s. Yes, <laughs> so. he, he doesn't have to pay for that anymore. You know, other things he can pay for. Yeah, he's got other things. Going. He also has a jet, to be fair. Um, I feel like my circle of friends is completely different as well. Like whenever I think about just um, people like the outdoors or something like that, like all of my friends. I know. Friends, I was like, I thought about you and I was yeah. like, never mind. No, I have like a bunch of friends that are able to, you know, build their own fire, build their own house. Like people that are very well versed in creating or refining their own homes. Like these to me are manly men. Mm-hmm. Um, I might, that is also maybe a modern thing, right? Uh, that I think that with building or building their houses from the ground up, that's attractive to me. Do you think that's modern though? Um, do you think that's an exception? That could be an exception though. I think. And here's what's shitty for the state of California. (laughs) Tell me. You don't have any rights. (laughs) Give me the list. (laughs) There is a list, but one of the ways that it's shitty is. We are literally representing an entire state with a population that's in one tiny part. Right. Like if you get like when I refer to the dirt people are getting out into <laughs> any of the counties that are red, as soon as you get out into those counties, it's a totally different belief system. It's more like the Midwest. It yeah. just happens to be that fucking L.A. and mm-hmm. San Francisco have such dominant populations that it's easy to almost lazily just go, well, that's Californians. When in fact, no, anybody who lives outside of Los Angeles or San Francisco would be like, fuck you. I don't want to make my own fires and hunt right. and hike. Mm-hmm. And Sorry to any of you guys. We're not talking about you. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. It's just the, the population centers that have so much influence here uh, are really what we're chatting about. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Um, okay. So why don't we talk about this concept of fuck hyper- oh. hypergamy? I don't know what that means. Hypergamy is the concept that if you want to marry or be with somebody that's superior to you in education and resources, Mm -hmm. usually man or woman, man or woman. Yeah. But usually fascinating women usually are pickier 
just because they have yes. biologically they have to be because there's like the the uh, danger of having sex with someone the wrong person <laughs> can cause can cause you know a lifetime of despair Misery. essentially so women have to be more picky and You'd usually think. yeah <laughs> usually what i'm seeing is the women prefer somebody with superior education mm -hmm. um income level in general this is what i'm seeing in general this is what i see on fresh and fit this is what i see on social media in general and i have my finger on the pulse of what people are saying consistently mm -hmm. and there are women that that have very picky standards and there's men that have picky standards but i think they're more willing to be less picky in general mm -hmm. i'm not speaking for everyone mm -hmm. um but in general men can lower their standards based on who's in front of them if there's like other characteristics that they like but what i'm what i'm seeing is like uh, so i'm going to talk about toxic what i think is like hurting the sexual marketplace on men's side and then what i think is hurting the marketplace on the women's side when i see a woman that is overly picky has a huge list of items or like a very long list of items that they that they need to check off before they give somebody a chance. I think that's very toxic, and I think if you're on a date with a, a, a dude, there's there's a lot. I don't more think it's of, toxic. It's unexperienced. I think it's toxic. The reason I think it's toxic is toxic for them, not toxic for anyone else. It's toxic mm. for them because what they're going to be doing is, <sighs> fuck. I don't I don't want to say this, but there there's a. Um, you, you have the most leverage as a woman from 20 to 30, right? <laughs> Men, I'm just going to say this most. And, and so if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, I'm, gonna leave. I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you have no chance at, at all after 30, but I'm saying you have the most leverage. That's just between just 20 and truth. 30, between 20 and 30 as a woman. Right. And so if you're because... consistently, because men prefer youth and beauty, this is what they prefer. And women prefer status and resources. I mean, they could prefer other things. Don't not every girl's the same, not every guy's the same, mm -hmm. but this is what they prefer. And so you have the most leverage during that time. So if you're consistently negating or rejecting dudes that are like probably good husband material, mm -hmm. and then you get to your thirties, like no, I don't know. It's just like no guy wants to 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 have the idea in their head that fuck, I don't want to say anything right now. But no it's guy okay. wants to have the idea in their head that they're they're being they're being settled uh, for, and no girl wants to have that idea in their head e either. But like, if you're in your thirty, okay, you have less options, and now you're picking the nice dude. That's what a lot of guys think. Like, hey, you you had your twenties and thirties, you were going out with all these bad boys or dudes that you know had status, whatever the case may be. Now you're thirty, you want to settle down, and now you're giving the nice guy a chance. And this is a common sentiment. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's right or wrong, mm -hmm. but I'm saying it's a common sentiment online especially with like for example there's a there's a hashtag dating in your 30s on tiktok right and girls do this like hey dating in your 30s this is what i'm this is what i'm getting when i'm dating in my 30s i'm getting guys that like don't want to settle or they don't want to settle down they uh want to play the field they want to do a bunch of different things and then guys in the comments are like dude you should have fucking chosen us when you were in your 20s and 30s or when you were in your 20s and that they're like fucking pissed off about it because they're like well we were we were approaching you when you were going after the bad boy and now you want the nice guy when you have less options. Mm -hmm. That's a sentiment that is commonly, whether it's wrong or right, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But 
that's what's commonly that's a common sentiment online that is portrayed um, through the comment section. Fascinating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the on the on, on the opposite end, girls complain about guys going after girls that just shake their ass and like you know show their boobs online and whatever the case may be. They think that those girls are getting the right type of attention, but they're not. They're confused. Um, but on the on that end, girls are complaining about that. Like, dude, why don't you just go after the wholesome, nice girl? It's gonna treat you well, as opposed to the girl just shaking her butt online. So, what do we have to say about those two sentiments? I don't usually see the girls shaking their butts online. Uh, boyfriended up, they just get fucked. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Mm, I'm trying to like I think the 30s are the new 20s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I think it was like 20s and 30s. I think you're still fun. Like I understand that I'm sure as older as you get, you get a little more like wanting to settle down, but still 30s. Like what's wrong with dating in the 30s? What's wrong with not settling down in in your 30s? And I think the commonality between like both scenarios that you said is experience. Like mm-hmm. that individual experienced right. all the like, bad boys or all girls. the bad boys. And so now they want the good one. And the good boys were like blown off. And now they want to be bad, like, not be committed to anybody. <laughs> like it's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It's a vicious cycle. So and you just figure out what it is that you want after going through enough of what you don't. So one of the points that this, a lot of men online are saying like mm-hmm. Kevin Samuels type guys are saying is that like, Back in the day, when you were 22 and you were in college, you could go out with the girls that were the same age and same education level, and you can get married like at 23. Mm-hmm. Now, the girls in college are not even looking at the guys in college, not even like, and you're as a guy in college, you're like, you're no, you know, that you have no chance with your peers at all. Zero. That's like really? a common sentiment. Yes. That's a common sentiment because the girls in like college, the pretty girls like are 22, 23. This is a common sentiment. You Why are look- you trying to find committed relationship between like 20 to 25? You don't college. know what the fuck you want. I and know. you are going to get yourself in a shitty situation if you're making long-term mm-hmm. decisions between those ages. That's statistically I'm sorry. accurate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It probably Go is. experiment. Go have fun. Yeah. And I think like that's a big like. part of like things have changed. Like, Growing up in Texas and like even seeing my parents and thinking like, oh, like you right. can't have sex before you're married. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to get married at 18. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God I did not. Yeah. Like, and, and even with the relationships I was in through my early 20s and I thought like, oh, yeah, this is going to be the one. This is the one that I'm going to marry. Thank God that that did not work out. There was a greater plan in place. Because I didn't know who the fuck I was or what I wanted right. then. And I agree with that. And on most the men's people side too. don't. So I don't know why right. there's like this, you've got to do this in your 20s. Like, just yeah. figure think, out you. But, but it's not even that. That's not the point I'm making. The point is that, like, the girls back in the day paid attention to the guys back in the day. What's back age. in the day for back you? Back in the day. Yeah. Back what in what is day. back in the day? Back in the, well, day. back in the day, you didn't live as long and you had to start. Yeah, well, how far back are we going? And you also didn't have this a choice. Is like, I, I don't know why. Okay. So. This is a very common thing. Like back in the back 80s in the, or back, back in the 90s? Let's, let's say like, uh, I don't know, 1970, 1960, okay. 1950. Right. Like you, there were girls that were paying attention, just paying attention to the guys that were in college. 
the girls in college were paying attention to the guys in college because commonly you can look up stats on this, but commonly people are getting married during a certain age. Right. And and you can look up stats on this. Right. So the point is, why aren't girls right now paying attention to the dudes in college that are their peers? And I think that's creating a massive void in the market. It's creating a massive void. Is there a void? That, yes, there's a there's a very big void. And you can you can do this by putting your finger on the pulse of what's going on online. There's a bunch of dudes that are complaining about this. There's but hundreds of thousands of comments. To be clear, this. when you mean void, do you mean there is a ton of very qualified men who want to get married, who are lining up, waiting for to find someone and having mm -hmm. a hard time finding them? So so the the women are rejecting the men that are their peers. They're but getting older. I'm hearing you. Yeah. yeah. I'm asking, what do you mean by the void? Is the void that you have a well, lot of I'm qualified young men who are wanting to date or get married and can't find what they're looking for? The, there's a void on both ends. The men are not finding women that they desire in their 20s, uh, early 30s, right? And then the women are not finding men because they've waited past the point of having the most leverage, in my opinion. And hmm. now they're, and now they're getting rejected. So it's like women are rejecting men during their, their most prime years. And then men are rejecting women during their prime years. That's what's, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. And because of that, and this is new, this is, I would say this is a modern problem. This is not mm -hmm. a problem that existed. And you can look this up through stats. You can, you can go, Hey, when was the average time? Uh, point that a person got married what was the average age well, yeah. in the 1970s 1960s you can find that no, out I know. so so now there's like this huge void of like all these single people that either waited too long or have unrealistic expectations and that is the problem that's that we're seeing currently right now and that's one of the reasons why uh, millennials aren't having sex is because the what I've seen described, and we can look up stats on this, no problem, is that more men are losing their jobs, so they're becoming unattractive to a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And so what's happening is more men at the top are getting more women, but the men like lower on the spectrum are getting less. And so that's the void, is like people aren't maturing fast enough, in my opinion. They're not maturing fast enough to be like, okay, there's, there's more important things than status there's more important things than looks mm -hmm. when it comes to a long-term relationship and that's what's causing this huge void and so back in the day when you when women had the most leverage 20 20 to 25 what they were statistics would we look at to see that there is a huge void what would be an, an important or meaningful number marriage so, statistics how, how like you can look at every demographic every age what was the average age of a married person in um like when they first got married so in we're saying or 70 if we're getting married at a older age it's because we're not finding partners earlier i'm saying even at the older ages ev at every age there people aren't getting married people aren't getting married at every age and like the the prospects on both ends are becoming less viable to both parties so for example for the behavior that you just outlined. Yes. So I'm not saying this is healthy. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. But what I'm saying is that the common sentiment online is that I, I'm I'm 34. I'm 34 as a guy. This is, and I'll repeat the sentiment on the women's side. I'm 34 as a guy. You're now a 31 year old girl, right? You would have rejected me if I was 25 and you were 22. You would have rejected me, not even paid attention to me, not even given me a chance. 
And now you're like, you want to settle down. That's a common sentiment of men. It's like, hey, you had your fun. You went out with all these bad boys or whatever the case may be. And now you want to settle down. I'm 34, you're 31. And I want to go play the field, right? Because there's like a little bit of resentment in that of like, you rejected me back then. You're not going to have me now, right? And so there's this common sentiment that's projected onto women, whether it's right or wrong. If you're 31 and they're complaining about dating, you can look up dating in 30s on TikTok of like, you had your fucking chance. Now we're fucking making it. We're making more money. We're blah, 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 doing this. On the opposite spectrum, women <clears throat> are, are saying in their, th they're saying like more like in their, their 20s and 30s, they're saying, Men only want one thing. They just want to hook up. That's all they want to do. Um, and I can't find somebody that wants to actually settle down, that wants me for me, that wants to, you know, progress the relationship. That's what a lot of girls are complaining about. Um, obviously, everyone here is in a relationship, correct? So why don't you guys tell me your opinions? I feel like I'm talking too much. Um, okay. So I want to talk about how in the 70s and 80s, people were getting married young. Mm -hmm. My parents, my mom was 19. My dad was 21. Um, it was just the way it was just like now, the reason why people aren't getting married is because now they're fo focusing on their careers more than getting married, procreating and continuing, you know, the life. So I think that we need to look at that and that's not a problem. Although yes, as older as you get, you cannot have children as easy as if you were 19, mm -hmm. 20 years old. Um, so I don't think, and I think there's just like this little group of people, I wouldn't say little. There's a group of people, yes, that might be having hard times dating in their 30s, but that doesn't. What about all the people in their 30s that are happily married, that get married at 35, 39, 40? Agreed. Agreed. A hundred percent. So I think we're giving too much focus on like all these people that are complaining uh -huh. about it as opposed to like. Well, it's hard not to because there, it's, it's everywhere now. It's like literally everywhere you look. If you're if you're looking for something like that, you'll start seeing. If you if you watch one video on YouTube about it, yeah, you'll see a hundred other videos. As you will with like the great videos about how to spark up after ten years of marriage. The only point I'm making is it's a common sentiment. That's it. It's so a common is happy sentiment. marriages in their thirties. Not as common as what if you actually look at the stats, the views, the the comments. It's not as common of a sentiment as what I've described. It's not. If you actually look at the stats. If you take a, just a moment just to look at it and you look at all the videos, the sentiment that I'm describing is much more, much more prevalent, way more prevalent. If you look up happy marriage, how to have a happy marriage, look at a video that, that, that talks about that. It'll probably get maybe 50,000 views. You look at like modern day versus modern women versus modern men, toxic masculinity, you'll get three, 10 million viewed videos, like the first result. Because it's okay. People complaining about dating, like jokes made about dating in your 30s is okay. more entertaining than hearing about Bob and Susan and how they sparked. So, <laughs> I don't know. Bob and Daisy. Dis disregard that uh, and, yes. and address the, the sentiment. Disregard that. and, and We got we to gotta land this. Okay. But I don't know if anybody has any. So... <laughs> Um, you're, you're in your thirties. I am in my thirties. I got married when I was You 30. do not look like you're in the thirties at all. Thank you. You look like you're 24. They're 31. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm excited and about that. her husband is younger than her. He is younger than me. Wonderful. It is wonderful. Um, honestly, as far as dating goes, 
it would, I think it would be harder 30 plus. Like I have friends and sometimes I'm just like, damn, it would suck dating right now. <laughs> like it just Why? would suck dating. Um, first, I guess if you don't know how to find a partner in a way where it's like not online, because I have people say like, I don't want to find my partner online, but literally that's all they have as far as resources. I just tell them just get a freaking hobby, get a hobby, get a hobby that you enjoy. Um, granted, I remembered when I was young, um, I think I was 23 or 24, I did get hit on at the climbing gym and I hated it, but people might enjoy that. And there you go. You might may or may not find love. So I think it's just uh, people online that are, are complaining when they're 30 plus. I don't know. I just feel like that's a good point, though. Get yeah. a hobby that you really like and you might find someone there. Yeah. So I think everyone's just complaining about things because they want to complain about it. But then shut the F up because it's not that important. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's it. I just hate people complaining. I don't know. I don't even know what you're talking about because I actually don't really follow all these people I don't, or listen to, I guess. And p people watching this would be like, are you, where are you, are you living in like a, like under a rock? I'm not living under a rock. It's just our perspective is different because <laughs> we are in relationships, I think. If yeah. we were both single and, you know, playing the field, we would uh, maybe feel towards that sentiment, but... I, I don't or know. I mean, I just have... living a different life. Yeah. If I'm if I'm listening to this and I'm going, do you guys live under a rock? My my follow up question would be, why do you see it differently? Mm -hmm. What what choices do you make that are different? Right. Why why are you in a committed relationship then? How how are you finding what we're saying you can't find? Mm -hmm. Right. Because everyone in here would be the exception, which would make me think, based on what you're saying, uh, which I'm not entirely sure is true, but if that is the case and everybody that we're the exception, then why are we the exception? Mm -hmm. What's different? What choices did we make differently? How did we look at it? Now, if my head is severely at my ass, my math is, well, you just got lucky, right? Did so anybody lucky? hearing this goes, oh, they just got lucky. And even in their head just said, oh, they're lucky, then stop that thought process and maybe unpack what's different. And maybe we should do a podcast on that because that's probably more helpful to our audience. Yeah. I remember that at a certain age kind of being, kind of reflecting on like what I really wanted. And I didn't actually focus on finding someone rather working on myself. So that is another takeaway. Yeah. Oh yeah. I say you're not qualified to be with someone until you're willing to be alone. Mm. Like that's a scary thing to mm -hmm. me and a big turnoff when somebody is not willing to be alone. Mm -hmm. Right. When they, they need somebody. Um, for a number of reasons, that's just no bueno. <clears throat> My piece of advice to men is don't don't settle down too soon, um, and focus on your career, focus on making money, focus on you know raising your your stock value, like like you said. <laughs> um, my my advice for women would be stay away from a fucking list. <laughs> just stay away from a list. Look at attributes that. Uh, relate to character as opposed to external factors. Um, and the same thing for men too. look at factors that would relate to, uh, that would be conducive to a long-term relationship as opposed to what is most attractive or, you know, yeah, what you see as what you deem would be cool to have like arm candy or whatever the case may be. Arm candy. Yeah. So focus on, on, on things. And then I would also say 
to okay, I, I'm gonna speak directly to the the 30 plus year old women that are complaining online. Mm -hmm. You probably you probably should have taken away your list, and you sh you should probably should have put more of an emphasis on looking for someone sooner than later. Well, to be honest, that's that's, that's my, that's my not opinion. not very helpful. I know that's so. not helpful, but for the people that are listening that are younger, so you're really yeah, speaking, but if you're telling you're, you're trying to speak to the 20 something, don't become the 30 year old. Yes, I'm I'm speaking. Yes. But yeah. what, what, what I'm what I'm trying to say is I'm speaking to the 31 year old and then hoping that the 20 year old listens to this. So the 31 year old, uh -huh. take away your freaking list. Mm -hmm. Take that away. Um, and focus more on, on character. And then I would also say focus on ha getting a potential relationship earlier than later. That's what I would say. Molly, do you have any um, tips for the 30-year-old that, you know, feels like it's really tough to date anyone, to find anyone worth marrying, whatever? What are your tips? Um, I guess my tips, because I, I think of one of my best friends who is a guy that is currently single and he's always like well why can't i find love and i'm like well because you're always working <laughs> but don't worry because you're a man and i feel like it's going to pay off one day but as far as women goes just honestly focus on yourself do what makes you happy and uh, continue living your life i honestly think that if you are going to or want success in love it will come find you like i don't think that you need to go and chase other people i think that if you are in like in the pit of your stomach wanting to find love, it will find you. And I know that might sound cliche, but that's how I feel like it will happen. Yep. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Get a hobby. Self-care. I think, I mm -hmm. think if, if you're if if you're at this stage and you're frustrated, there's don't do what you were doing in the past. What you were doing in the past was maybe Insanity. hoping hoping that like something would come to you or whatever the case may be. Well, the first thing you should do, I think, is put yourself around men that you want to be. Um around and that you want to be with potentially and the second thing is like as a 30 30 year old plus or whatever the case may be like maybe like what you're looking for doesn't want you maybe mm -hmm. I, i'm i'm not saying this to 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 offend you i'm not saying this to to make you think that you're less than but i'm uh, you have to be the market's the market you have to be what your person wants like if as a guy i would say the same thing if you're a broke person, a broke guy living with your mom, why are you trying to pursue supermodels? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to play in your league and maybe that will give you a better opportunity of having an actual healthy relationship. That's why I work on yourself. Work, mm -hmm. work yeah, on I, yourself. I have a really hard time looking at relationships with such a transactional lens, but I, yeah. perhaps I'm incredibly naive Sebastian, to the way the if, world is. Okay, so... I don't speak for everyone, but if you actually look online, there's a lot of people unhealthily looking at things through a transactional lens and us talking about that unhealthy state is going to help a lot of people because we want to get them out of that state. Like we need to get them out of that because there's too many people right now that are doing that. I think. That's landed. All right. <laughs> Thank you guys for, for joining us on the podcast. We look forward to conversing with you more. Please comment, subscribe, and like. Peace.